hello yeah yes it's devya sharma here from lovels cancer and zen on product io and we share cancer healing journeys of people who have gone through cancer maybe as patient caregiver or survivor because it helps other patients and caregivers it motivates them and inspire them that if they can then we can too so could you please share your cancer healing journey with us okay so i think uh, it all started in uh, the year 2014 um, i mean i basically i have always been into sports i have been an athlete i have been a marathon runner for over 12 years now so i ran half and full marathon so basically i mean uh, a background about myself like i have uh, been a sports person throughout my life i have been into marathon running and we have been a footballer a cricketer throughout my life and so that is that is the background that i have been in mean, apart from my my job and my corporate uh, job and my education qualification this is how my lifestyle has been so in the year 2014 uh, in january i had gone to mumbai like my usual routine for a full marathon uh, in february uh, there is a corporate cricket tournament so i was playing uh, the corporate cricket tournament in uh, that was around end of february when the tournament had started i played the first match in end of february and while i was coming home i had gone to uh, a mall with one of my cousins just to buy something so when i went to the washroom i realized that uh, the color of the urine was dark brown so first i wasn't sure i thought probably it's the urinary ball that that i initially put in which could have probably kind uh, of uh, that uh, color so then i came home everything was normal i came home when i was going to the bed i went to the washroom i realized it is dark brown so that was a my thought something is actually really wrong so my parents are doctors i i lost my mom last year unfortunately but uh, my father is also a doctor so i called up my mom and she was like she said no this is like a fresh leader and something which kind of uh, we should delay it so my first reason was i have a match day after tomorrow again let me play that first and then we'll go to the doctor she said no 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 uh, nothing to it so when we went we started with investigations the investigation went for the next 3 4 days everything was normal uh, ultrasound was normal there was no infection i went through multiple tests except for the fact that i was uh, urinating blood and uh, nothing else and the rbcs were very obvious and that came in the urine report as well so then uh, by one of uh, one of the seniors of my dad he said i will get a uh, i mean a ct scan done a colored ct scan so ultra for uh, uh, urology i think that will that will actually help us to know it better and uh, so when i went for the test usually they put a dye so once you go with the without the dye and then you go with the dye so they could differentiate between the two and you could know so the moment i went inside the machine in 5 minutes the uh, doctor came out and she said you have some pain in the right side i said no strong so she said no uh and this thing so we share with the doctors they told them my parents are doctors they are standing up so we can share with them when i came out uh, i could meet some of my parents uh, expression basically wrong and then they told me uh, what they have said is called uh, renal cell carcinoma which is called a kidney cancer and 
there is a big growth in size of IT. And it became vascular. By vascular, it means that it got the blood supply. And that is why when it burst it, it was coming as uh, it came into the blood and coming out as. So I was like, okay, so now what? So so mom was, her first reaction was that one is it could help me. I mean, I checked with them that whether it's benign tumor. So benign, you know, there's a tumor which is benign, which is not cancerous, but it's like it's there in your body. So unless and until it, dis- it doesn't disturb you, you usually leave it like that. So they say that as per their experience, it's neither benign nor it's a case of like a TB growth. So it has to be a, I mean, a 99 or 9% that's a renal cell and uh, I think uh, it has to be operated. So I said, okay. So I picked up that report. I spoke to different people, different doctors in different countries as well. And uh, 10 on 10, everybody said that, it, uh, I mean, we have to open up and then see what's inside. So I said, okay, that's the case. And uh, there are chances that you may, we may not be able to save the people. That's so like that was in March exactly on 5th of March. So I was operated. Uh, I mean, those are three days for my time began half. And uh, eventually they took out one kidney, a ureter, three arteries, four veins, uh, few lymph nodes, and some peritoneal disease. Everything had to be taken out during the surgery. Yeah. Uh, it was I was unstable in the surgery for, I mean, after uh, the next three, four days, because I had probably lost a lot of blood and they had to put me a lot of blood. So when it's blood, different people in the body, so it's like an internal war. So that was probably happening. So I was very unstable for the uh, next three, four days. I, I still remember after the, uh, the compliment that I got from my surgeon was that after four days, like I was 34 years old that time. Uh, when I, uh, as I told you, I was a runner and a sports person, so I was very lean. Um, so the first thing that the doctor told me that, uh, Siddharth, when we opened you up, there was absolutely no fat, and we actually found a 20-year-old boy inside. So it was very, it was not very difficult for us to operate, because the kidney is near the spine, but it's always operated through the stomach, not through the spine. We have to actually cross uh, from your stomach and go uh, towards the back of the side and then you remove the kidney. So it's like you have to make it and then you have to fish it out. And the more fat you have, fishing is becomes more and more difficult and also the healing becomes difficult. So they said, I mean, uh, we actually found a 20 years inside which, uh, which, keep, which actually is in the surgery. So I said, I'm glad that uh, I got that compliment. Uh, everything is fine, you're not uh, losing any blood or anything. So I said, uh, doctor, two things. One is that I'm not going to tell you it's happened because you've already, I mean, I've already taken out my kidney, which is worth 40 lakhs, and free of cost. <laughs> and everybody started to laugh. I said, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a very positive attitude. And I still remember that I was... Uh, I went to the doctor for the first time, so I told uh, the uh, I asked the doctor how much time do I have. Like if I have four months, I don't want to die in the hospital. I want to go for a world tour. I want to drive the best of the cars in the world, travel every country, and then die. Not like this. 
So I also told him that at the end of the day, like uh, whatever is done, but you also because of you, you got cancelled. I said no, no, you still have a lot of time. You can always do it uh, later. So that was how it actually started. Then then I I came home. Uh, it was uh, on bed for around three months. So I had a very supportive family. My mom was my biggest friend, and uh, I mean I was. While I was on bed, one of the things I uh, really wanted to do was I wanted to connect with other people and uh, understand what they are going through. Because there are a lot of questions in your mind, right? But one of the saddest, saddest things that I found was there were no support groups in India. There was uh, people in India were never vocal about it, and uh, they were. Uh, I mean, they wanted to keep it distant to themselves. It was something that more of a stigma rather than anything else. So. Uh, and then at that time I started my blog. Um, it is now merged with my uh, website flyingsiddharth.com. So that is how. So then I started my own blog and with me. And within two three months, uh, I mean again it's not a very good thing that people from 25 countries got connected with me. Over I mean we used to discuss a few things, groups performed, but Indians were the least there. So that. That mental block was still there. So I think for me, one of the most uh, uh, frustrating things that happened was that a month and a half ago, I was running full marathon and running a full marathon, which is like 42 kilometers in the humid weather of Mumbai, is not a joke any day. So I had that kind of a fitness level, and after the surgery, it was even difficult for me to stand for 10 minutes under the shower or even climb four stairs. So that was the most uh, I mean, difficult time for me because I never knew, I, I, I didn't know whether I'm going to make it back to where I was again or not and make a full circle of life. So uh, it was after like, I mean, I, sta- I started to read different stories. I think thing was a very important, played an important role in my life because I... I just thought that if he can do it, I mean, he's probably one of the 11 fittest men in the country. If he can fit it and come back to the same level and India, then I can also do it. I mean, it's, I mean uh, it's like, it's just a mental block. So after five and a half months, I started to walk slowly and slowly. Six months, I started some brisk walk. After seven months, I started to jog a bit and very little but I just wanted to get into the routine and then it was finally in November the same year which was 2014 I went and ran the Delhi half marathon now running the Delhi half marathon for me was about timing it was just about that I wanted to finish it without any injury and it wasn't important how much time I, I was taking so I did not stop there. In January next year, after 11 months of my surgery, I went to Mumbai and then I ran the full marathon. Obviously, uh, timing wasn't important. It's just I wanted to compete. I completed almost six hours. Usually uh, what the time was, peak was four and a half. So I took six hours. I completed the full marathon. And uh, that was the time that my running group uh, gave me the best one of my running friends who gave me the best compliment which I've ever had so far so he said that that uh, Milka Singh was called Flying Sikh from today we will call you Flying Sikh and how the Flying Siddharth uh, came into the picture and that I started my blog so 
all my blog and everything you see it's because of this science art so that's how it came that i got the best compliment and uh, i still remember after uh, 333 days that was end of january sometimes or beginning february the next day the corporate tournament came up again and uh, my team uh, welcomed me with open arms i went ahead we played the tournament and i and i still remember one of the best uh, memories that i have is i contributed in a few matches as well i've been depending on the role that i had i was a batsman wicket keeper and we even won the tournament so that is one of the best uh, memories that i had and uh, so so then obviously there was uh, during the treatment when i was uh, being given a lot of uh, strong medicines uh, so it happened like you lose a lot of hair there are certain body changes that you go through the scars that i have so they still remain but then it to be there's a definitely a injection it again so then after that what i did was i started to work with different ngos uh, and then i realized that uh, i mean life is way beyond wasting so i come across a lot of people who really get mentally disturbed because losing hair and there are certain changes in the body so i always and then that life is way beyond this and we must understand that must when we just stay uh, away from any negative people and people who judge you because of these looks they are not even worth it in your life and uh, so i i mean i work as a cancer coach now i work uh, through my blogs a lot of people reach out to me i have been uh, i interact with a lot of cancer survivors and more potentially i talk i like to talk about uh, things which usually people do not talk is they always talk about the patient but nobody talks about the cancer care givers they also that nobody wants to i mean nobody acknowledges mainly because of this the main focus is the patient but it's, it's not that when you are fighting cancer i don't disturb entire family that i your close friends like it so so i think it's 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 very important that you have a very positive mindset uh and uh, and the other thing is it was in 2019 like year i actually launched a book the book was launched by india's indian authors association on amazon it is and it is available in 13 countries the book is called anyway so sorry what answer as i know it okay that that's the book that i had and uh, i mean i wrote a lot of people acknowledge it it's just my version of how i pursue cancer and uh, pursue the cancer journey what i thought was in steps that i took and so it's a simple book in my own words that i wrote uh, then apart from that i still remember one of the things was that there's a, a star sport has a it's called the Uh, they chose me for year 2016 while i was running the atl marathon and uh, it was in the month of uh, july and they were looking for me and i said this on national television that this year i am going to ensure that i do my first sub 2 in atl marathon for cancer you you complete your 21 21 kilometers in less than 2 hours which is itself is it's a very uh, i mean it's it's not easy to to run kilometers in 2 hours so i said that and on national tv i started my preparation 
and i still remember that uh, one month and a half before the uh, the marathon was there and i was uh, preparing as well i was running in my block and one of the cyclists uh, so there, there was a child who was uh, uh lost cycle he lost his balance and he just bumped into me so i had an injury in the chest so i couldn't run for 20 25 days eventually i was very upset but then i got the stopping done on my chest i went ahead and uh, i mean i still remember the camera was continuously focused on me while i was then was being aired star sports and uh, eventually i uh, i mean i had to push myself a bit but i was able to meet the target i ran the marathon in 1 hour 15 minutes it was another very big achievement because i had a lot of pressure on me as well i said it uh, very boldly on national tv if i don't if i'm not able to do that it was a very embarrassing situation but yes i think uh, I, i i did that so that was a really um i mean those memories are etched in the, i mean etched me and probably had uh, the day i so so these are some of the things that happened and i think during the journey it is it is it is very important that you stay with positive people you have a positive mindset uh, there are days where you will break down which is okay but what is more important is that you get up after that which is i mean I mean, we are humans. We will break down some day or, or the other. We will have questions like, "Why me? Why did it happen to me?" I mean, I mean, I still don't have an answer. And to be honest, the amount of research that I did uh, on cancer, if anything has got 35, 36, or 40 reasons, it means we don't have a clear reason. So nobody knows why it happened. Uh, one thing, while I was doing the research, I reached out to uh, Mayo's clinic in uh, Florida. now they are the ones who have been doing research on kidney cancer for the last uh, 20 odd years they told me a couple of things which was quite surprising one is the type of cancer that i had it is very rare in even asians forget about india uh, second thing this happened at it happens probably after age of 60 or so so i was very young to have that type of cancer and third when i sent them the reports with the size of the growth Uh, growth would have taken at least five years to grow this much. So, which means that for the last five years, I was running marathons and playing cricket. I was playing football with friends, and I had no clue. So, a couple of things that I did realize was that, uh, I mean, my fitness level was such that these symptoms took a lot of more time to come out. So, which is not very good thing, but uh, I mean. but you have to listen to your body and mind and i'm so glad that my my parents they never took it very casually and said we have to find out this is not an ordinary situation because it has because they are they also said that because you do not have any pain in the abdomen it's not a good sign if you have pain in the abdomen it means all the other thing the other way around but that's how it is If you have pain in the abdomen, if you are urinating blood, it's a good sign. It means that there is some inflammation. But if you do not have pain, then it is more scary. And that's that's all that happens. I mean, it's just I say that by the grace of God, that the God gave me one signal. Because if I wouldn't have gone there, it would have spread inside the body, and the next thing where it would have gone, I would have died. 
and by picture we have one liver when we got kidney so you always can survive on one kidney there are people who are born with one kidney as well and you can have a completely normal life but there are certain changes in life that you have to obviously get so i drink a lot of water i avoid certain type of food but that's the way it is so there's so but and uh, the doctor also said that you this your uh, healthy lifestyle your running has actually helped you so you should not stop it but don't overdo it obviously i have restricted my activities based on i said i'm in is in the stomach in terms of there there was very certain healing that did not take place in the stomach the way it should have been so uh, i was supposed to uh, have another surgery done but uh, i mean before he back i had a second opinion the doctor said that let's not uh, touch it unnecessarily till the time you don't have an issue in your lifestyle or daily course so i left it like that and uh, so whenever i am running now or maybe i am doing cycling i put a, a broad belt under stomach so that it so intact and it doesn't put a lot of pressure and uh, and the other thing is i have i've i'm very passionate about traveling uh, about bike riding so i i on long bike trips as well to different parts of the country and uh, i have even driven bikes in other countries as well i'm very fond of traveling so that is something the thing that i mean i'm very passionate about so i think this is all in uh, purpose about me is there you have any other specific question you can i mean shoot at me yes so may i know what state it was sorry uh, did you like to repeat you i mean the... may i know what state it, it was state it was i mean you asking about the state right right it it was stage 2 okay so how many cycles of chemo or radiation you took i'm sorry did i like to repeat i mean the voice is breaking a lot how many cycles of chemotherapy or radiation you took okay so basically in my case was chemotherapy is not an option neither video therapy because this requires a third type called a immunotherapy and that too of type 2 and which is very nascent uh, in in our country and they don't usually ask you to do that so i was on a lot of strong medication related to this but did not go through these treatment because they were not getting my and that is was another scary thing because these are the usual treatments and people get okay, so my in case was that there was something else with the way so that I had a lot of strong medication because of which i had these problems but not the chemo and radio okay so any lifestyle changes you made during the te- treatment sorry divya i don't know i mean you are very bad yeah can you repeat this any lifestyle changes you made during or after the treatment diet plan ha huh, diet plan any specific okay. diet plan or something like that yeah so i think it it actually depends on uh, your body type and your needs for example for me one of the specific things is that i now drink a lot of water uh, which i mean i still i used to drink water previously as well but now i do a lot of drink because there's one kidney so so you have to see the less water that you drink right sometimes it leads to crystallization maybe stones in the body but the treatment you you 
flush it out with food better. So one is that I drink a lot of water. That's one change. Secondly, I uh, I mean I've restricted my eating which outside which I used to have a lot of outside food. So I've restricted that. Third is that I am a non vegetarian. So red meat is something which is a no for me now. Earlier, I I didn't never used to eat a lot of red meat, but yeah, I have reduced. I mean, I've uh, practically it's almost no red meat for me now. So I, I I can eat chicken, I can eat fish, but I don't eat meat now. So I mean, these some basic changes. I mean, it's not that you cannot have anything particularly. So and obviously it depends on case to case as well. Right. So what motivated you to keep going? I think for me the biggest motivation was my my parents, my family, because I still remember while I was going for the surgery, the biggest fear that I had uh, at the back of my mind is that I hope I'm this is not the last time that I'm seeing them. So more than for myself, I wanted to do it for my parents, my family, my friends. I uh, got very good. I mean, a bunch of friends who were there throughout this my journey, guys who gave blood for me. So I, I, in a humor way, I called them bloody friends because they gave blood for me. And uh, I mean, they always used to ensure that there's a lot of, uh, I mean, people are laughing. And but obviously, I could see the uh, expression in their eyes, in my parents' eyes, that they, they, they're really worried and. But yes, that was the biggest motivation for me. Okay. And, and I, I also believe that uh, only those people fail who have options, right? For me, I never left myself with any other option but to fight it and come out of it. Had I got like two, three options, then probably I would have, it would have gone the other way as well. But for me, it was... Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, how you manage your emotional health? See, I I told you uh, this is something which is one of the toughest parts to answer as well, because there are days when you break down, and but it's very important that you get up. So. I think I read about different people who did that. I, I mean, I talked. Um, I I did not talk much about this to any of my friends, but I started remembering the good memories that I had, what I used to do in terms of my health, in terms of traveling, things that I had aimed for in life, and they have not been done yet. So I really wanted to do that. So I think it's a very tough question to answer, but. Um, I mean, the thing is, when you when you break down, it's important that you try to um, detach it from yourself and think about positive things, do things that you like. Like in my case, it was difficult because I am very fond of traveling and going on outside running and all that. I could not do that. So I one of the biggest feelings that was music and secondly was my dog. I and unfortunately, unfortunately, I lost my dog last month. He was fourteen and a half, and he was there throughout my journey. And I've written that in, the, in my book as well. That I mean, if you don't know anything to do, just get a dog. And and they they just like your family members. I mean, I've I had dogs since my childhood, so he's he's like a family member. 
So they are the ones with whom you can sit down, you can talk, you can cry in front of them, say anything to them, and they will always be there for you. So I think my dog really uh, played a very important role. Maybe he he didn't know, but he did. I think he did play a very important role. And how your life has changed after cancer? Ah yes, life definitely has changed after cancer. One is I am more caring. I have become more patient. So I mean, I value things more. I mean, if I I value life more, I value people more, I value relationships more. And one more thing which I did after I was after I came out of the surgery and. Uh, uh and uh, for i mean maybe after one one and a half years is that uh, i mean i i reached out to a few of my i reached out to a few of my friends with whom uh, we had stopped talking we still don't know the reason it was like 5 years 10 years and you just stop talking to people because you're very good the first thing that i did was i tried to reach out to them and i wanted to speak to them because i realized that even if something would have happened to me they wouldn't have come to know and life is way beyond these this three letter word ego and these things so but i did not reach out to them immediately because i did not want them to feel as if i am i have reached out to them for sympathy because that was not the reason i realized that life is way bigger than this so i just wanted to reach out to them and and then now i i have i mean i was able to reach out to three of them and we are good friends now i mean back again and we all realized here yeah, it was more of a uh, childhood behavior or whatever it was or ego and uh, i mean it happens like you call up somebody twice the person doesn't respond and then you don't even do it after that okay, oh, he is not responding why should i so there is a possibility the person may be going through a tough time maybe through a bad time so it happens so i think my my entire my thinking has changed after this so any message you want to give to patients or caregivers yes i think it's your uh, strong uh, it's your positive mindset and strong will power that eventually decides whether you end up being a cancer victim or a cancer fighter so just stay positive eat healthy uh, be be positive have a healthy lifestyle and just uh, i mean enjoy enjoy life it's one of the most beautiful gifts you've got yes so if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence what would that be oh one sentence <laughs> i know it's, it's a long good. journey and difficult but still <laughs> so i i am not i'm not sure that i can do it in one sentence my entire journey but i think you can take it up from whatever i said i, I can't uh, get anything in mind as a flaw so yes okay and how you handled the initial shock of your diagnosis uh, initial shock obviously the first question was why me but then i don't know i mean i realized that binary will not help so i turn to try me okay that okay whatever has happened is i'm going to fight till the end and uh, that's it i mean the only thing is uh, there is a lot of uh, 
uh, what do you say uncertainty that time because you're waiting for reports you're going from one doctor to another you really don't know what's happening right what's going to come so there is a lot of uncertainty but we just have to be when more importantly you should be so there's one thing you can learn from my mom is that hope for the best and be prepared for the worst so that is what i did i was hoping for the best but i was even prepared for anything worse that could have happened so that really helped me and i said okay so so i took things the way it came to me